Hello and welcome to Wallflowers in Bloom, a podcast where we share the joys and challenges of being introverts. I'm Jenny. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we share with you stories and antidotes that touch on how we prosper and thrive in a world dominated by extroverts. We also have guest speakers who share their experience and expertise on this topic and read letters from our fellow Wallflower listeners on how they cope and conquer. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and relax with us. Music is by Nate Johnson. Good morning, Jenny. Morning, Eric. We're back. Yes, welcome. I love your headphones slash headbands. <laughs> <laughs> I could not find my headphones, so I'm using my daughter's unicorn headphones. It almost looks like an ear warmer for those of you who can't see us. I'll post a picture on Instagram and I bought it for her because she falls asleep in the car. Mm -hmm. That way it didn't bother her ears when she fell asleep. So it's comfortable. So like the headphones are inside the headband. Ah, okay. So I apologize for the interruptions ahead of time. My daughter is doing school in the other room. We're recording in this room. So I'm multitasking. Of course, I'm a magic unicorn. So yeah, you can do it all. (laughs) I can do it all. (laughs) What time is it there for you in Los Angeles? 9.16 a.m. One of the reasons I chose this school was because they have an SEL, which is social emotional learning. So they learn about their emotions. They integrate emotions into the day-to-day teaching. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, she gets to share her feelings. They go into small groups and they share their feelings. So from 8 to 8.30, she kind of goes over what the expectations of the day And they get to share how they're feeling and what they hope for for the rest of the day. Wow, that's great. That's such a difference from uh, my memories of school, really setting good habits as far as how do you feel. Exactly. Before we get into the mental check-in, I just want to share, you need to start watching Station 19. It's really good. And right now, their episodes are currently about COVID and what happened with the Black Lives Matter and the protests and all that. It's all, you know, in there. But this last episode was this woman who's like a grandmother figure, you know, had COVID and was intubated and in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the fireman and the girlfriend's son stormed out. And he told somebody, oh, I'm trying to hold it together. The other fireman said, like, no, don't hold it together. Let him see you cry. Let him see you get mad. Show him it's okay. And it just goes back to the grieving with Victoria and stuff. Letting her see me go through my emotions. I don't know if it's an introverted thing or is it just because I'm a very private person. I try to not let other people see me. When it comes to emotional stuff, I don't really post it on social media. It's like striking the balance of sharing with those people in our support group or just grabbing anybody and verbal vomiting all over them. Yeah. There's a a YouTube channel I I follow called For Harriet. Her name's Kimberly. She has a lot of interesting topics and guests. And one of them that she shared about, like, she went through a brief period of sharing some of her personal life in the moment. Somebody suggested to her in the media that it's not usually a good idea to do that when you're going through it in the moment, when you're processing it. Yeah. I have learned to be a little bit more transparent, but 
I think of what a friend used to say, like there's a difference between telling the truth and telling all of your business. There is. So how's your weekend review? It's pretty good. I've been really into getting out there more and doing more hikes. I've gone into this following of van life or school bus life. So this weekend, I planned on going to Joshua Tree because there's this really great hike, but you have to do it at sunrise. So I was like, okay, sunrise is at like 625. It's two hour drive. I'm going to like get up at three, drive over. I had everything planned. I had everything ready. I woke up, I got ready. And then I was like, well, I still have 30 minutes before I really need to head out. And I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes and then I'll get up. And Next thing I know, I wake up and it's like 10 in the morning. I did go to Vegas for my birthday, though. Ah, how was that? That was a lot of fun. With my dad's went, my dad Caetano's best friend, and my dad, Robert's partner, Jose, went. And then my best friend and her son went, Heather and her son, and then me and my daughter. During the day, we kind of did family things and we went to see the water show we walked around we went to like the Bellagio where they have the garden we did the pool and then at night my parents watched the kids and her and I went down but we started getting ready and it was like midnight by the time we got down to the casino I felt old because I was so tired I was like it's past my bedtime like what am I doing down here I don't even like gambling It was crowded and it was uncomfortably crowded, to be honest. We were all wearing masks and stuff, but you know what? I'm I'm here to have fun. This is what adults do. I'm going to have fun. We found a little bar that was semi-empty and they had the machine on the bar. So Mm -hmm. we were just playing on the machine and we got free drinks because if you're playing, you get free drinks. So the fact that I lasted until like 2 a.m., I'm just telling you, like, is pretty impressive because I wasn't ready to last that long from midnight to 2 a.m. I think I had more fun doing things with the kids, having, you know, pina coladas by the pool than I did staying out late. Sounds like you wanted to relax more than to be caught up in the mix of all that. How are you feeling? Talking about Vegas, I was just listening to an old RuPaul What's the Tea episode podcast. And he and his co-host, Michelle, were talking about Vegas. And he's like, two days, that's the perfect amount of time to be in (laughs) Vegas. And I agree. The first time I went to Vegas, I think I was 23, 24, and we booked five days. Uh Five days is a very long time in Vegas. If you don't like to gamble and you don't want to be crawling through the streets and all that stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> Last times that I've gone to Vegas, I really love the shows. I can spend money on the shows, but gambling just, I don't like. <laughs> Things are opening up. It seems like a little bit more here. I met up with my American friend here. We've met up a couple of times since I've been here in Liverpool. We both feel a little self-conscious as Americans talking in England. I think part of it is it's the same language, but it's not in some ways because we use different words. And then, you know, she brought up to sometimes the stereotype of the loud American. Yesterday, I did go on a walking tour of Liverpool. Nice. I did see those pictures. 
Yeah, a friend reminded me to do that. And I have to say thank you to him for that. Similar to Vegas, it's like you can wear a mask and it was fine. And I was actually the only one. So it was like a private tour. Oh, nice. A lot of rich history of the city. And then, of course, the Beatles. I know a little bit about them, but just what he showed me and like places where they used to play or they signed their first contract, I kind of got into it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was my week. And then professional-wise, things are still going. You know, it's just a continuation of saying keep your eye on the prize and stay focused and don't give up. So that's pretty much my week in review. As long as you're moving forward, things should turn out okay. And even if something doesn't work out like the way you expect, there's always a different way you can go about it, you know, readjusting. Readjusting. I love that word. Yeah. And that kind of ties into our topic, which is career goals or aspirations. As introverts and just as people in general, in particular with the two of us who have been going through some transitions in the last year or so around work. Definitely. And I know you sent me a link that we're going to kind of go off of. 15 best jobs for introverts. I wanted to say first, what was your career aspiration when you were a kid? I've always loved art and I really wanted to go to art school and pursue something in the art industry. I know when I graduated from high school, my thought of going to art school was getting into film. More specifically, like film editing. I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to go to art school to find my niche and see what I would have been good at. As a kid, I really wanted to be a mom, you know. I always say that's the most important job in the world. Yeah, so I'm happy that I got to become a mom. I think film editing, like audio editing, I really do like it. Film editing sounds like a great career for an introvert. I think so too. My cousin, she's a, they're called retoucher. It's a type of editor though, a type of photography editor. And she works from home. I think it's great because she just works directly with wedding photographers or other photographers and they send her the work and she just gets it done and then sends it back. How about you? When I was five, I remember kindergarten, my teacher, Mrs. Cohn, they asked you, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I want to be a fireman, I want to be a nurse or whatever. And I said, oh, I want to be a cashier. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) You know what it was connected to? I used to love the bell sound. Oh. When the drawer would open and you go, ding. I love that sound. No disrespect to cashiers. Well, you know what? My daughter says she wants to be a barista, so. That's a scary job. You know how people are, especially in LA, they're coffee orders. Exactly. (laughs) And I don't think my order at Starbucks is complicated, but my friend Jeremy from Phoenix, when he came to visit, he did tease me once because, you know, they ask you what you want. And I was like, I'd like a venti decaf Americano with steamed soy. And he just looked at me like, you are so LA. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i didn't think mine was very complicated i went to a new starbucks i order a misto with vanilla and well i've been doing oat milk now i love oat milk or almond milk if they have it and i went to a new starbucks and they're like misto what is that what huh what is it hey i was gonna ask 
misto is actually just regular coffee with steamed milk. So instead of doing two shots of espresso, like a latte, they fill up three quarters of a way with regular coffee. And then that last quarter is steamed milk. So my coffee stays hot longer. Ah, okay. And here is a fun thing. I used to be a barista for a small coffee shop. I was not a Starbucks barista. <laughs> my props to Starbucks baristas because they get really, really busy. But yeah, it was actually really fun making coffees. And then I was the baker, so I would come in. I'm not a morning person, so the fact that I got up at five in the morning means that I really loved the owner. <laughs> and I was really grateful to her. And actually, that was kind of an introvert because I just spent my morning in the back baking bread. Speaking of old jobs, you just reminded me around eighth grade. So I was, what, 13? I delivered the paper for a summer. When you were sharing about coffee, I was like, I have a resentment I haven't worked through because how I started delivering the paper was this friend. He talked it up like you can make all this extra money. And of course, at that age, it's like, yeah, bonus. You work seven days a week, and then you have to be up at four in the morning because they deliver all the papers, and you have to roll them up and put rubber bands in them. And if it's raining, you have to put them in the plastic bag. I hated that job. (laughs) And my mother, every morning, she was like, you asked for it. (laughs) Did you make all that extra money? No. No. (laughs) That's the worst. Oh, jobs. I did sales. Sales was the worst. I hated it so much. Oh, yeah. Sales is not an introvert job. All right. Here's the first career. Yeah. And this is on Indeed.com. It's from a November 22nd, 2020 article called 15 Best Jobs for Introverts. Yes. And the first one is accounting manager, something I've done for eight years, nine years now. But I wasn't a manager. I was just an accounting. (laughs) So it is an introverted job. I agree. Okay. Actually, until I started working in construction is when I really enjoyed it. And it was because I got to be out in the field, making sure that the billing for the project matched where they were at. You know, I was doing something that I knew how to do and I'd been doing for years with the added bonus of being out in the field. It sounds like in sharing that and your love of nature that you're more like of an outdoor person. I am. I really am. I didn't realize how much I did love the outdoors until recently. So that's my take on accounting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you can be autonomous. You don't really have anybody that is looking over your shoulder. The second one is actually, I wouldn't mind looking into this more. Landscape designer. I think that might be right up my alley. Outdoors, creative. But I don't know how introverted that would be. I mean, I don't know that much about it, but you're working probably with yourself or with a small group. It's also helping people. It's guiding people on what they want. Because I know for me and what I've done as a graphic designer is that people have an idea, but then you kind of guide them too based on that idea. And I know you being creative, I think you would do well in that. Yeah, I like that. Improve the aesthetic of outdoor space. Let's see. Here's another one. Behavioral therapist. I don't know that much about behavioral therapists, but I will say my first career goal was cashier. Second one was actor. 
third one when I was around 11 was I wanted to be a psychologist. Oh. Because I think I had seen a movie or something and they looked all calm. Just the way they talked and everything. I was like, oh, that would be cool. So I think you and I have had some similarities. So after middle school, I wanted to be an actor. And then while I was going to college, I wanted to be a therapist. Hmm. A psychologist. Yeah, psychologist. I did a couple psychology classes and I just found them fascinating. The human behavior, human mind fascinates me. And I think there's a sense of detachment studying people, which is an interest, but you can still be detached. I mean, as an introvert, I love people watching and I like observing and I like figuring out why they do what they do. And maybe that comes because my dad, Robert, is a psychiatrist. Um, let's see. Content manager. I can see how that is. Oversee and organize content creation and strategy development, including building calendars, managing content publishings. Okay, I can see that. I feel like that's like a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant, you manage people's calendar and organize their day and stuff, but virtually. Let's see here. Ooh, executive chef. I just need a chef. Somebody come cook for me. Oh my God. I got asked that question yesterday. You know, do you like to cook? (laughs) (laughs) My patience, that's where I'm very impatient in the kitchen. I'm still embarrassed to say this, but I'll share it. When I was in high school, I wanted a cake. Uh I wanted to bake it myself. And then I looked at the box and it said 45 minutes. And I was like, That doesn't make sense, but I can do it in half the time. (laughs) (laughs) I put it in the broiler. Oh, my God. And, of course, minutes later, the house is, like, smoking, and my mother and stepfather like, what is going on? I was like, I was trying to bake a cake, and they're like, how are you baking? I was like, I put it in the broiler, and they just looked at me like, oh, wow, we thought he was bright. Oh, man, that's funny. You know what? With cooking, I have a love-hate relationship. And part of the hate is, again, this just comes back to the cultural thing. As a Hispanic woman that was married to a Hispanic man, the expectation of you're the woman you're cooking. Mm-hmm. And then there's a times like I do enjoy cooking because I like following recipes. I love following things that have directions. You can't go wrong with following directions. It's interesting that cooking in the home is defaulted to women, but like a career, like an executive chef, most people would probably think, oh, that's a man. man. A chef is a man. A cook is a woman. My stepdad was a really good cook. He didn't cook a lot because like you said, the traditional roles of women supposed to cook, but he actually was a better cook. All right. What's next? Well, I like this one here. Number six in this article is editor. I can see that as being an introvert job because you're, you know, one of the things I've learned with this podcast is it's kind of like theater or acting. We're not recreating something, but we're editing. We're editing. We're in control in a way. We control what the end product is going to be. That's it. Yeah. I do crocheting. And at the end, when I'm putting my projects together, I'm you know, sitting there at the end trying to make it perfect and, you know, overanalyzing. But when you say analyzing, I actually like that. And I think there's a balance like with anything, but I know with editing or critiquing, it's like you have a vision Mm -hmm. and 
I know for me, it's like, I don't feel right until it feels right. There's projects I've taken apart completely because I'm like, this isn't working. I can't see this being shown this way. Like, it's not the way I'm seeing it in my mind and I need to change it. Oh, graphic designer. Look at that. (laughs) Is that why you're a graphic designer? My career path as far as how I fell into graphic design or discovered it is that I was working in a presentations department at my old job where we were editing documents and typing. We had a new boss that came in. And he wanted to find ways to make our documents look more visually appealing. And so there was a woman there who knew Photoshop and a few other graphics programs. When I started seeing her doing that, I was like, I want to do that. And so I started coming in on the weekends and learning the programs and things like that. So maybe, yeah, I love it. It's creative. There's a lot of analytical components that go into it, especially when you're doing layout for like publications. He said earlier, following certain rules, like with recipes, like this shouldn't hit the line or color combinations and things like that. There's just something fun about putting things together and seeing how they go or what they create your end product. Um, Here's another one. This is a pretty high paying one. IT manager. Props to IT managers. Yes, we appreciate you. We love you for what you do. You keep the world turning for sure. Literally. Definitely, I feel like that's an introverted job. This one makes me think of my aunt, number nine, librarian, because my aunt Connie was a librarian. And I can definitely see this as an introvert job. And since we've been doing this podcast, she and I have had long conversations because I come from a family of introverts. (laughs) My grandma was a librarian. I come from a line of teachers and librarians. Books. They make you really fall in love with books. Books make me happy. All right, next one, number 10. We're on number 10, mechanic. I can see that. Customer service. Customers, be kind. I love my mechanic. I wouldn't be able to do all the trips that I do, all the road trips that I do without him. So I appreciate him. Your mechanic is like your hairstylist. Yes. You don't want to get on the bad side. No, you don't. (laughs) And when you find a good one, you don't want to move. It is a very important relationship. Uh, paralegal, research scientist. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. Hours alone. Good salary. Okay, social media manager. Jobs that I've looked up, you have to know about Instagram and, you know, analytics with Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. We do that, social media you're good at this is when you put your vacation pics or when you're at the beach, I notice we get a lot more interaction. So I'm starting to challenge myself to do that more. So I'm doing a weight loss challenge since the gyms are opening now. And I've done it before. I did it after I had Scarlett because I was having a hard time losing the baby weight. So maybe I'll take you guys on that journey on Instagram on the path of healthiness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 14, software engineer. Again, IT software engineers, you guys make the world spin. And it seems like deciphering and what works and all that, you probably have a lot of alone time. I imagine, yeah. Specialize in networks, operating systems, applications, or database. Yeah. Even sounds kind of artistic in its own way because you're putting something together. 
The last one is technical writer. Preparing instruction manuals and how-to guides. Usually, from what I understand, you specialize, say if you specialize in business administration, that you would write on that particular topic. I think it's more than just being a writer. It's like you have to know law or through writing about law. There's different types of writing because my first major in school was journalism. I love to write, but I discovered right away that that's not my style of writing. Yeah, no, I like creative writing. I'm going to speak for Jenny and say that this is not the career that she will choose for herself. No, it is not. It is not. When I was in college, my aunt let me, my car broke down and she let me use her 1968 Mustang that she had. It broke down a few times. I learned how to fix it. And I actually really liked it because those old cars are easier to fix. You can change spark plugs. I changed an alternator. But did you learn because of reading the manual? Yeah, because what happened was, is I went to this mechanic, the alternator was out and, you know, I was a broke college student and he's like, you know, what you can do is go to the library and check out a manual on this car and then it'll walk you through how to fix it. Uh, An undiscovered interest that I never would have knew I had if I hadn't learned how to how to do it. And I always say, like, I never was somebody that got really into cars, but I love those old muscle cars, like from the late 60s, early 70s. Yes. Oh, those are hot. My uncle has a 1955 Mustang, and it's nice. It's a convertible. It's cherry red. Oh, I love that car. But yeah, that's our end of our list. (laughs) Sorry we were all over the place. This is interesting to see, like, what is perceived as an introvert jobs. What probably was left out was that depends on like if you're more left brain and right brain, because I think that factors into it. Can I do a shout out to Brandon before I forget? Shout out to Brandon. He is doing awesome. I've been following him on Instagram and just wow. We got to have him back on. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you, you enjoyed this episode. We were a little bit all over the place, but it was fun. Enjoy little wallflowers. Thank you for spending time with us. If you have questions or a story you'd like to share, email us at wallflowersinbloom2020 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at wallflowers underscore in underscore bloom and search for us on Facebook under Wallflowers in Bloom. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. Until next time, 